0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Magic of Transformation podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Zeller. I'm very, very excited about today's episode. I'm gonna tell you why in a second. Before we dive in though, few things. There are some weekend magic sessions with me available this month. Magic sessions are one-on-one sessions with you and me, where I use my psychic gifts and abilities to empower you to see gifts that maybe you didn't realize that you had, or to provide you with clarity around a certain situation in your life that you just can't seem to get any clarity around. These are one of the most empowering things that I do that I offer. And I have so much fun doing them. They are so deeply gratifying to me. I love to light people up. And that is for sure what these sessions do. So I'm testing out doing some weekend sessions this month. If during the week, it's a little bit hard for you to schedule, then you should check it out this month and grab one of your weekend sessions. Second, if you are not on the magic dose bandwagon, then I suggest you hop right on. Magic doses are little doses of magic that I send you. And I kind of don't want to tell you any more than that, because I want it to be a surprise. All I'm going to say is that subscribers love them. And these are subscriber-only little magical treats. You can sign up for these free magic doses in the show notes. You can also connect with me for a magic session in the show notes as well. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you know when new episodes drop, rate, and review the podcast. And if you do those things, you will be entered in to win a one-on-one magic session with me. The winner will be announced in May sometime. As usual, check out the show notes. I have links to my courses, but also I usually put links to related episodes. There is one particular episode that I am going to put in the show notes that is related to this one, that if you really liked this one, I highly suggest that you listen to that one. It is, I think, called the Four Levels of Happiness and My Moment of Awakening, something to that effect. So you can check that out in the show notes, especially if you like this episode. Okay. I honestly feel like this will be one of the most important episodes, or maybe even the most important episode that I've ever done. And it's really interesting. Right now, I have several episodes that I have recorded that are just waiting to be edited. But for the last few days, I've been feeling just an immense, immense amount of energy and pressure to record this record this episode. This, The idea for this episode is something that has been circling around in my mind for a while. But over the last day or two, it's just been coming in so strong that I need to record it and put it out immediately. So I think it will be a really useful episode for the month of March of 2023. But more so, it is a really useful episode for all of 2023. If you haven't listened to the 2023 energy update, I highly suggest that you do that after you listen to this one, because 2023 is the year of personal transformation. It is the year to go all in on your own personal journey in new ways, in new ways than you have ever before. It is the year of becoming more authentic, of releasing outdated beliefs, thoughts, programming, it is the year of becoming empowered. And in order to do that, you want to make sure you're not bypassing. And you want to find and use all the tools that you can to accelerate that process. Why? Because 2023 is here to help you. It is the year to do this. So You really want to take advantage of that energy that is helping to accelerate the process along for you. You really want to do it this year. This, more than any other episode I've done, is one that I would recommend that you share because it's going to contain so much information that most people don't know and I myself wish I had known so many years ago. I mean, that's why this episode is so important to me and I think is potentially the most important episode that I've ever done because... It would have changed everything for me if I had listened to this episode that I'm about to record. So at any point in time, if somebody pops into your head that could use this episode, I can't recommend enough that you forward it to them. You never know why they need it. You don't even need to know why. But you could really change the trajectory of someone's life, healing, everything with this episode. And I say that with no arrogance, like, Oh, <laughs> this episode's going to be so great. The reason I say that is because I'm sharing information with you that I did not know and that made my life so hard. And it is a lesson, lessons, bits of information that took me many, many years to compile. And I just would have killed to have this episode because it would have saved me so much confusion and turmoil and time and energy and money. So that's why I think it's going to be so, so tremendously helpful. In this episode, we're going to talk about different forms of bypassing. For you, this may be a totally new concept, or for you, you may be really familiar probably with the term spiritual bypassing because that is the term in which it is most frequently used. Today, I'm going to introduce three new forms of bypassing that I've actually never heard anyone talk about. Everybody always just seems to clump them into spiritual bypassing. But what I'm going to do today is give you some different ideas of bypassing and help you to see where you yourself might be bypassing. What does bypassing mean? Bypassing means to avoid something by going around it. To avoid something, by going around it. Okay, we're going to talk about the most common forms of bypassing that I see. And we're going to talk about how to stop bypassing, what to do to stop bypassing. Now, what has instigated the drive and the desire and the passion in me to do this episode is that a lot of people think they're doing the work, quote, the work, the work of personal transformation When they're not actually doing the work in a way that would most benefit them, lead them to freedom, and lead them to the actual results that they're craving. And I talk to these people every single day. And every single day, each one of these people that tells me they're doing the work, they think they're doing the work. But they're not doing the work in the most efficient way. Now, something that I want to make super, super fucking clear here from the start is I am not saying this in any judgmental way because that was me. And who knows, in some ways that may still be me now because I'm still human. I have blind spots just like everybody else. And five years from now, 10 years from now, I may look back and be like, whoa, I was totally missing X, Y, or Z. And this new thing I've discovered is making things even better for me. But the forms of bypassing that I'm going to talk about today, I have been guilty of using these forms of bypassing myself for many years at a time. Like each one of these was my way of bypassing for a good period of time. So this is why I feel like I can speak to them is because I've bypassed using all of them. And every time, every single time I was bypassing initially, I didn't know I was bypassing. Again, I repeat, every time I was bypassing, I didn't know I was bypassing. Every time I was bypassing, I didn't know I was bypassing. Why do I repeat that so many times? Because that's going to be your tendency today. Your tendency. Especially some of you that are really like in the intellectual bypassing realm, or I would say actually spiritual, intellectual and spiritual, you're going to listen to this and you may think that's not me. I'm not bypassing. And I say this because that would have been my tendency too. So, what I ask of you right now before you really dive in is to open up your mind and heart right now and allow truth. To be shown to you, truth to be shown to you about where you might be bypassing. Do you wanna know the truth? If you are bypassing, if you are using one of these bypassing tendencies, and what that is doing is it is stopping you from feeling good, from healing, from feeling whole, from thriving, from feeling lit up and alive, from making money, from scaling your business. From making the friends that you want to make, building your new community, finding the partner that you've always wanted. Don't you want to know that you're bypassing? Because here's the thing you can't change what you can't see. If you are on the bypassing train with any one of these forms of bypassing that I'm going to be discussing today, and you don't know that that's what you're doing, nothing is ever going to change. So don't you want to know? Don't you want to know that that's what you're doing? I would. And that's why ultimately I'm making this episode for me. I'm making this episode for the me 10 years ago that was stuck in bypassing. So if you're willing to do that in your mind right now, just whisper, just say to yourself, I allow myself to see where I'm bypassing. I allow myself to see where I'm bypassing. To open up your heart to your own truth. You are maintaining power, personal power in this statement. You're not giving your power away to me or to anybody. You're standing in the power of truth because you're allowing truth to be revealed. That is power. Power is the courage, the audacity to see your truth. When you remain shrouded in blind spots and denial and biases, that's giving your power away. Defensiveness is giving your power away. Hostility is giving your power away. George Kelly said, The definition of hostility is finding out one of your beliefs is not valid, but you already knew it wasn't valid. I want you to open up your heart, if you're willing, to see your truth. I also want you to notice if and when you're triggered or feeling resistance to what I'm saying, because a trigger is a map of what to focus on, of what to dive deeper into. A trigger shows you where you're not free. George Kelly, the definition of hostility, the definition of becoming triggered when listening to an alternative belief, the definition of hostility is finding out one of your beliefs is not valid, but you already knew it wasn't valid. If you're triggered when your belief is challenged, it's because there's a seed of doubt already existing within you about your belief. So notice if and when you're triggered while listening to this today. I'm hoping this podcast will empower the ever-living shit out of you. That's really what I'm hoping. And I know for the majority of you, because I love my listeners, you guys are all open to this. You are willing to take in new thoughts, new ideas, new concepts. You're willing to transform. You're eager to transform. And you are going to listen to this with an open heart and mind but just to reiterate, I'm not judging you. I love you. Literally, I have so much love in my heart for each and every one of you. And I'm, I am doing this again for the me that was bypassing. And hopefully, this will also resonate with some of you. About Seven years ago, I was a total elitist. I thought I knew everything. I had been through years of therapy. I had studied psychology and behavioral economics, behavioral theory. I had read hundreds of books. I knew a lot about spirituality. I mean, I just like thought I knew everything. And that thinking that I knew everything is what actually was blocking me. It's what was blocking me from really being curious and from finding new ways of healing and reducing my suffering in my life and finding the answers that I really needed. And it took me a lot of, I mean, years of experimentation. Going back before even seven years, it's taken me like 20 years of experimentation. So what I'm doing this episode is I'm sharing with you what I've learned from my own misconceptions and blind spots that I had and learned from. And you can take it or leave it. But let me just say, it would have saved me years of suffering if someone had shared with me what I'm about to share with you today. And literally, that's why I'm doing this episode. Okay, so again, diving all the way in, let's do this bypassing. Bypassing means to avoid something by going around it. Let's start with our goal. Our goal of transformation, if I had to define like, what is the goal of transformation? The goal of transformation is to ultimately experience a joyful, deeply fulfilling life. It's to love the life that we are living. And of course, we can add all sorts of things onto the tail end of that to serve others. If you believe in something like reincarnation to get out of the reincarnation cycle, to whatever, there's a ton of things that we can add to that. But when I see people coming to me for help with transforming or wanting to transform, usually it's because they're suffering in some way, and they want to eliminate that suffering. So, when we take up particular modalities or dogmas, ideologies, ways of transforming ourselves, we are usually doing that in an effort to minimize, reduce, or eliminate the suffering that we are experiencing. At this juncture, I certainly consider myself an expert on the cycle of transformation, on what transformation is, and the different ways of transforming. And what I have found is that people will get locked into one idea of how to transform and suddenly they have blinders on and they don't investigate or experiment with other ways of transforming and this stops them from getting to where they want to be. So they take whatever modality that they're really interested in and they actually end up bypassing a lot of the work that they actually deeply need to do with the one modality that they're most interested in that feels easiest to them, that comes easiest to them. They stick with that modality. A lot of times we stick with one particular modality because it's created a sense of safety for us and it's scary to step outside of that modality. And also, by the way, this is all unconscious. We don't know we're doing it. So because I think the majority of My listeners, of you guys, are intellects. I'm going to start with intellectual bypassing. So, let me give you an example of intellectual bypassing. Let's say that you have a sibling that triggers you. And every time you see the sibling, they say or do something, they criticize you, or maybe they're really competitive with you. If my form of bypassing is intellectual bypassing, what I'm going to do is I'm going to notice that they're triggering me but I'm going to start deducing in my mind all the reasons why they're acting the way that they are. Basically, I'm just going to think a lot about the situation, and I'm going to try to find resolution through my thinking and labeling of what I believe the situation to be. So intellectual bypassing is where you are really interested in learning, understanding concepts, but then you take your learning and your concepts and you sort of stop there. You try to understand the world around you just with your thinking, just with the logic, the facts, the intellectual concepts that you have acquired. Someone that intellectually bypasses is going to have a really expansive armamentarium of knowledge. They are going to be able to talk about advanced concepts in probably a really articulate way. Yet none of these concepts are actually embodied within them, meaning they may talk about, oh, I know why this person did this. I know why this person did that. I know why I'm doing this. They may talk about the process of transformation, but that's kind of all they're able to do is talk about it. Key question for you to know if you're intellectually bypassing how often do you get triggered? If you get triggered all the time, and sometimes I'm talking about like just getting triggered two, three times a day could be considered all the time. If you get triggered a lot, there is a really strong chance that you are intellectually bypassing. You're trying to solve all your problems by just thinking about them. Now, this is going to make more sense. As I start piecing together the other forms of bypassing and talking about the solution to bypassing. So just hold on. If you're a little bit confused, bear with me. It's going to make more sense in the end. I'm going to bring this around. And this may be an episode you want to listen to more than one time. But I just want to say, you know, in a lot of cultures, particularly like Asian culture, for instance, I bring up Asian culture because over 50% of my clients are Asian. And we talk, I talk a lot about this with them, and they educate me. And I tell them what I've seen with other clients of mine that are and have been experiencing the same thing as them. There's not a lot of space, especially if you're Asian and your parents were immigrants, there's not a lot of space in that culture, in my experience to feel and express your emotions. In fact, it's not really safe to, they're not talked about. What is really pushed is hard work and intellectualizing, hard work and thinking about things. So the intuition is by and large shut down and the thinking mind is amplified. And when you grow up in a culture that idealizes the thinking mind without emotion or intuition, It can be really hard to not intellectualize everything. Now, of course, this is not in just Asian culture. I mean, the reason a lot of these clients are attracted to me is because I also was that way and I'm white. I find this with a lot of white clients as well. Um, And, you know, this is in every culture. okay? but I think some cultures it's more prevalent A lot of what I've found is people with careers or part of their studying has been in the sciences, like the scientific community as a whole. If you have any history in the sciences or even like a linear track thinking career like an attorney or also athletes, performance focused individuals, a lot of what is valued is your intellectual capacity your ability to articulate and understand complex subject matter, and also that is your sense of safety. You feel safe with science. You feel safe with knowing things. And if you are asked to move outside of that box, it's really uncomfortable for you. So you stay in that safe box of intellectualizing, of trying to just find a solution with your mind you might be intellectually bypassing if you are like super into podcasts or teachers that talk about bettering yourself with tools or hacks like Tim Ferriss, Rich Roll, Tony Robbins, Lewis Howes. Now, a lot of these teachers are actually very integrated. So I'm not saying these teachers are promoting intellectual bypassing. I am not saying that at all. What I am saying is that When you get hooked in just one way of thinking and you're bypassing without realizing it, you are going to have a tendency to latch on to some of these teachers and think in the way that they are thinking. And that is your only real tool or modality. Let's move on to physiological bypassing. Physiological bypassing is when there is a enormous emphasis on physiology and on no other aspect of mind-body-spirit. So what do I mean by that? If you are really obsessed with getting really fit, with nervous system work alone, with breath work like the Wim Hof breath work, cold showers, cold plunges, with meditation, but your goal with meditation is to quiet the default mode network so that you have a really emphasized physiological reason to use meditation. It's kind of like a tool for you. You want to use meditation to quiet the default mode network or to increase productivity, focus, and feeling good. You're using it with that mindset, in other words. Again, you guys, I'm not saying if you are really into Wim Hof and you do breath work, cold showers, cold plunges that you're necessarily bypassing or that Wim Hof is promoting bypassing. Not saying that at all. What I'm saying is that people, again, tend to get really hooked in one modality, and that's what they tend to repeat over and over again. So let me explain this with a story. When I really, really did a deep dive into my own personal healing, what I did was I started I at first was working with a therapist that did talk therapy and CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, and I stayed with her for a good while, like at least 15 sessions, and I just felt like I was getting nowhere. Now, I had been doing years and years and years of therapy, so that's not to say that if I hadn't been doing years of therapy that she might have been helpful to me, but for me it was like it wasn't scratching the itch that I needed. And I'm going to talk a bit more about this when I come to psychological bypassing. Then I left her and I went to a Jungian psychoanalysis. And she was also a shaman and very intuitive. And she was brilliant. She was so wonderful. And we did a lot of deeper work, EMDR, that kind of thing. We went way deeper than the traditional talk therapy or cognitive behavioral therapy. And when I was working with her, though, it felt like there was something that I was missing. I was still kind of finding myself with a lot of low level anxiety. I was worrying. I was doing a lot of obsessive thinking. I was having some difficulty sleeping. My body, I I still had some chronic pain. So I started working with a somatic practitioner that also was trained in Feldenkrais. And when I started working with her is when I really started digging deep into the nervous system and the polyvagal theory. I'm not gonna go into all of that right now, but suffice it to say, what happened was I realized that there was this whole other thing that I was missing. I was missing nervous system regulation. I was missing releasing trauma from the body. And that's also when I really dug deep into Wim Hof. I did do a little bit of investigation into some shamanic practices like shamanic dancing, that kind of thing. Now, when I really got into this physiological side of things, I did what most people do, and I thought that I had found the answer, and I was actually a little frustrated (laughs) that no one had told this to me, and I thought, well, therapy is is dumb. I don't even know if therapy can help me anymore, and I kind of went all in on the physiological side of things. I went hard, you guys, like, did I go hard on physiological tools? And then after about, probably I want to say, a year and a half to two years of going really, really hard on these physiological tools, I realized something. I realized that those alone were not the answer to things. Because you know what I was doing? I was bypassing. For instance, when I was feeling upset, I would just do a bunch of breath work. I would meditate. And then guess what happened? I'd get upset again a few hours later. I'd get triggered again the next day. It's like it was helping me to release things, but it wasn't changing my foundational way of being by just doing that alone. So then I really shifted into a different mentality of like, wait, how can I really blend psychology and physiology? And that moved the needle a ton. Okay. That's going to be obviously the key here is that we don't want to just use one of these modalities. We want to use all of them. But if you are physiologically bypassing, then you are likely somebody that is just really obsessed with the body and with like breath work and with meditation and thinking that that's going to solve all of your problems. Again, I would ask you the same thing. Like, how often are you getting triggered? Are these practices making you feel better for days on end? For weeks on end, or are you just kind of feeling better for a few hours or a day and then you're getting triggered again? That's the key here to understanding if it's really working for you. Another key here with all of these is do you see yourself repeating patterns? Are you generally triggered by the same thing? Do you keep experiencing the same kind of person in your life? The same kind of people in your life? Do you keep experiencing the same sort of failures in your business? Like you just can't get it to scale the way that you want to. You're just not quite making the money that you want to. Patterns are another indicator that you are bypassing and that you're missing something. Let's talk about spiritual bypassing. Now, if you're in the spiritual space at all, like you follow people on Instagram in the spiritual space they're going to refer to all these forms of bypassing as spiritual bypassing. But I really don't think of it that way. Because spirituality to me is the belief that there is something other than myself that exists in the universe, maybe something that I can't see. And I use tools or practices to access that thing, and to make myself feel better and to eliminate suffering. So Some examples of tools that are used in spirituality are energy work, like Reiki, or like Thai massage, sound healing, ayahuasca, any type of psychedelic therapy, or just using psychedelics in any way. I consider this a spiritual practice, because it does give you a glimpse into things that you can't see in normal waking reality, unless you are psychic or intuitive, Uh, but I digress. Meditation, that's part of your spiritual practice, meaning you are meditating to connect with your spiritual side or to connect with your higher self, to connect with deities, to connect with something other than yourself. This also could be considered like prayer. I say spiritual bypassing, but for those of you that are still practicing within some sort of religious construct like I don't know, Christianity or something like that, you can lump yourself in with this with this spiritual side of things that I'm talking about. So when you are using meditation as a spiritual tool, you're using it in terms of trying to elevate your consciousness or connect to something bigger than yourself. Breathwork, but used in a spiritual sense, so pranayama, breathwork practices, which are yogic practices, or yoga nidra, some sort of breathwork practice But using it with the intention of connecting with your own sort of spirituality. So, yeah, there can definitely, you know, with all of these, there can be a little bit of some overlap, right? Another thing that I want to talk about with spiritual bypassing is when you really dive deep into just spirituality as a whole, the common belief across a lot of different spiritual constructs is that we experience things in life to help our consciousness evolve. So everything that you experience in life is a lesson, is a lesson to you. And if you can find what that lesson is, then the idea is that you will stop attracting that experience to you again. You will stop that pattern. You will stop that trigger from happening. So usually when the term spiritual bypassing is used, the way that it's used is when someone is experiencing something hard, and they immediately try to understand what the lesson is, without actually allowing themselves to experience the hardship or the suffering or the emotional aspect of that experience. If you go right for the lesson, like if let's say that I get into a car accident, and it really shook me up. But what I'm going to do instead of expressing through my body how it shook me up instead of using some physiological tools and really expressing that, allowing that to be discharged. What I'm going to do instead is I'm going to think about what the lesson is. Okay, I got in a car accident. Like I was going too fast. Like what's the lesson? Okay, the lesson is probably I was going too fast. So I'm probably going too fast in my life and I need to slow down. Okay, got the lesson universe. I don't need to experience that again. But what happened? I actually didn't feel anything. Transformation comes from feeling into fully the experience. When we allow ourselves to fully feel our experience, when we allow ourselves to process the emotions that are coming up, to go all the way deep, deep in, what happens is then we integrate the lesson. Meaning, I Experience how that really did shake me up, the trauma that that created. I use certain practices from psychology and physiology and maybe spirituality too, and I release the trauma stored in my body. And then what happens as a result of releasing it is I now integrate the lesson. Like I'm like, okay, whoa. I know somewhere deep, deep in my bones now that not only do I need to slow down, but now I want to slow down and it will become natural for me to slow down. That's an integrated lesson is when things are natural and I don't have to think about them. I don't have to try to do them. They just happen on their own accord. They're very natural. That's integration. Bypassing is when I say, okay, I get, I get it. I get the lesson. Okay, I'm going to try really hard to slow down, but I don't allow any of the feelings to be processed. That is not integration. That is bypassing. And what happens is you end up just storing more trauma, more unprocessed emotions in your body. And it's like a boiling pot that eventually is going to explode. Spiritual bypassing, the term is often used for people that know a lot about spiritual concepts. Maybe they've studied like Buddhism or any type of universal metaphysical concepts. And then when things happen in their life, they're very quick to actually use intellectual means, the thinking mind, to tout all of their knowledge but they're not actually moving through it in a psychological or physiological sense. They're bypassing. Another form of spiritual bypassing that I see all the time is people that get like Reiki certified. And by the way, I'm a Reiki master. I'm also Reiki certified. So I am not judging this. Again, I've been this. That's why I'm speaking to it is I've been the person that spiritually bypasses right? I've been the person that was really obsessed with just the lessons. I've been the person that was really obsessed with the energy healing and the sound healing and using those practices and those alone to move through things. And that's why I know using those alone doesn't work. So I'm talking to myself here, just a reminder. So for those that are obsessed with energy work or going to sound healing or, you know, doing sound healing for other people, um, we really are able to change things to change beliefs and patterns when we can see them. And the problem sometimes with just doing like pranayama practices, or mantra practice or energy work or sound healing is that you don't actually see what it is that you are attempting to change, you may shift yourself energetically, but that will not stick you may raise yourself to a higher vibration momentarily, but it will not stay. Why? Because the beliefs that are within your nerves, the beliefs about how life is, the way that you perceive life to be is what really sets the tone and your frequency. And you will very quickly find yourself bouncing back to your core set of beliefs and your sort of what I would call like your homeostasis, like your baseline frequency, which is set by the way that you perceive the world by certain beliefs that you hold, and where your sort of nervous system is set to your set point of your nervous system. Those things are what sets your day to day energetic frequency. They are what creates the experiences or the attraction of the experiences that you experience. What I see, for instance, is people will get triggered and then they'll just go to a bunch of meditation or they'll go to a sound healing or they'll go to a Reiki practitioner and they'll get energy work. But then you almost get like addicted to these things because you only feel good while you're doing them. And then for some reason in between them, you're feeling kind of shit or blah again. So to ask yourself, am I spiritually bypassing? Are you using these tools? But then in between your use of them, you're getting triggered. You're not feeling amazing. Because the goal is to feel amazing pretty much consistently are things really shifting in between when you're doing them? Or do you have to do them in order to kind of feel better again? And then another really big type of spiritual bypassing is people that are using a lot of psychedelics. And I see this the most with people that don't want to do therapy. They're using like ayahuasca, or psilocybin. And I just want to say like, again, you guys, these are fucking amazing things. Each one of them are amazing. I'm saying that if you use them in isolation, it's not going to be enough to heal you or to give you the kind of freedom that you deep down in your heart are searching for. So it's about not using them in isolation. But it's also about thinking about the categories there's a group of people that I'm aware of that their focus is really on getting their body really in shape, eating a healthy diet, doing a lot of breath work, a lot of cold plunges, and then doing a lot of psychedelics. And it's like, where is the psychological part of that? Where is the sort of wisdom or what I would call like intellectual part of that? When you're going through like a psilocybin or an ayahuasca trip, a lot of things are revealed to you. But you want to have tools to integrate these things, because one experience of something being revealed to you is not enough to integrate that experience, to have it be your new way of being. It's sort of just you're shown it, but then it's like, what do you do with that? How do you move into the new way of being? How do you release the old thing that you were shown? That's where psychology work can come in to support your spiritual or physiological or intellectual components. Moving on to the fourth and final one, psychological bypassing. This is a really interesting one because I would not have thought that being really into psychology would have been a form of bypassing. This is the one I think for me was the hardest to see. You actually can bypass if you only pay attention to your psychology. So people that are psychological bypassing, there's a huge obsession with doing the work, tons of therapy. And this can present in two ways because the thing is is it depends on what kind of therapy that you're doing if you're doing a lot of talk therapy or cognitive behavioral therapy and that's the only kind of therapy that you've done is talk therapy or cognitive behavioral therapy that's a lot of intellectualizing your therapeutic process there is utility in doing that there's value in that but only to a certain extent because you have to be able to feel into the emotional component the somatic the body the nervous system level of what you're doing So if you're only doing talk therapy or cognitive behavioral therapy, then you could be bypassing the body aspect of what it is that you're experiencing, right? Like we're a mind-body-spirit complex. So we want to integrate all of those things in our healing or transformative journey. If you have not done therapy or some sort of deep dive into your childhood and beliefs and programming that you acquired in childhood you are in some way bypassing. Because you can't change what you can't see. You can't change what you can't see. You can't change what you can't see. Everyone has blind spots, including you. It's very important to do that kind of work. Now, there are people that are into the emotional component, the somatic component, and doing a lot of therapy, like the inner child work, the shadow work. And that's great. But what you're missing there, what you're bypassing is the spiritual component. I think it was Matt Kahn. I was either reading something or listening to him talking. Matt Kahn is one of the many resources that I've used to understand the process of awakening and releasing ego and ego identity. And he said something that I thought was really fascinating. He said that people could spend their entire lives doing psychological work and never really be free of suffering. If they're not at all focused on the awakening journey. Now, the awakening journey is awakening to the realization that you are not separate, that you are part of consciousness, and consciousness is everything. When you realize that you are part of the whole and that you are not a separate entity, which has happened to me, literally. Everything changes. Like, suddenly, a lot of the beliefs or patterns that you may have been struggling with from a psychological standpoint are immediately like that changed because you no longer feel certain feelings. Since I have fully awakened into the knowing that I am not a separate identity, that I am not ego, I have not felt lonely. I mean, that's just like, I don't even, I mean, that's just it. I've not felt lonely. I've not felt sad or lonely. It's kind of mind-blowing to even say that out loud. It's not to say that that won't represent itself here and there in the future. If, you know, I really lose someone that I love or something, I don't know, but I used to feel it frequently. It would just kind of rise up in me, especially if, I don't know, I had spent many days by myself or something. And it just does. I don't experience that now because I feel connected to a sense of love that is greater than me. You can do psychological work until the day you die and never process everything. But that significantly changes if you start an awakening journey of realizing your true nature, your true essence. Now, I'm going to stop there when it comes to that, because it's an entire workshop, an entire book, mini podcast episodes on its own. And I don't want this to be too long we've gone through intellectual physiological spiritual and psychological bypassing. One thing i just want to say before i talk about kind of the solution to this and and how to think about this differently in a way that you can avoid so much bypassing is that just because you know concepts and can speak about them intelligently doesn't mean you've done a lot of the work. I i say this again so lovingly. But it's tricky because because we can intelligently talk about things like kundalini practices or awakening or shadow work or any of these things, we think that, okay, I know about them. Therefore, I've done the work. Learning does not equal evolution or transformation. Learning plus embodied practice and action equals evolution and transformation. Learning plus embodied practice and action equals evolution and transformation. I experience this so frequently when people are considering enrolling in my workshops. They may know a lot of concepts, especially I tend to get a lot of people that have had years of therapy or a deep understanding of a lot of concepts intellectually. And time and time again, you guys, they'll sign up for my workshop and within the first two modules, they'll tell me like, "Oh my god. Oh my god. I did not realize" How I knew some of these concepts, but I never knew how to make them tangible. And that's the issues with like books and stuff and learning concepts from listening to people talk and podcasts and on YouTube. We learn the concepts and so we think we've been changed by them until you actually receive practices to put them into action and you feel, you experience the change in your body and in your life and then it's like a whole world opens up to you and you're like oh my god i was missing this holy fucking shit and that was actually my frustration on my journey was i was learning all these concepts but then i was like okay how do I enact them? How do I decrease and eliminate suffering? Not in just like a Band-Aid way, not in like I'm triggered. So I'm going to go do some energy work or I'm going to go meditate or I'm going to go journal and then I'm going to feel better for a few hours. But then I'm going to trigger it again. No, like how do I stop being triggered at all? How do I stop being triggered at all? How do I change the patterns? How do I increase abundance in my life? How do I actually attract the kind of people that I want into my life? You know, if I want to grow my Instagram following, like how do I do that? That's a really weird example that just popped in. (laughs) For some reason, I guess that's maybe for somebody out there. But it's like, you know, instead of just learning concepts, how do I, how do I embody this on a real energetic level? And the way to do that is you need practices and tools, and you have to practice and use the tools. Learning plus embodied practice and action is how to actually transform and evolve. And I'm going to get to this in the end here, but in my workshops, I give you that. I have translated the concept that you may already know about, but I've given you actual practices to embody them so that you can change the way that you feel from day to day. So you can feel amazing so that you're not getting triggered by things anymore. Somebody can totally cut you off in traffic and it won't trigger you. Somebody can call you an asshole that you don't even know and it won't trigger you. It's like you're just walking around like a fucking Buddha. It's awesome. It is awesome. And if you are getting triggered, you have tools to eliminate the trigger. You have tools to manifest whatever you want to in your life. And the way that I teach these things is the solution to bypassing, which is an integration of all of these things. It's kind of like if you think about a four-way stop and along one road, you have all your intellectual tools, you have understanding really advanced concepts and really simple concepts, understanding all of the things then you have the physiological road. And this is all your physiological tools for how to change your body, your nervous system, all of that. Then you have the spiritual, and then you have the psychological road. And then they all meet. It's this four-way stop. And right in the center, that is the fucking sweet spot. That's where you want to be. You want to be in the center. You want to integrate all of these. That is what doing the work really is. When you integrate all of these, it vastly, vastly accelerates you to a mind blowing degree. And this is why originally my business was called integrated acceleration, because I found that when I was finally able to integrate all of these different concepts, that it accelerated me like none of them had been able to do in isolation. And even if you let's say that you're really big into like spiritual and physiology, two alone will not get you to where you want to be three will not get you to where you want to be. But in my experience, eliminating an egregious amount of suffering in my life, all four will get you to where you want to be. So now what I want to do is talk about the integration of these. So first of all, when you are learning specific modalities in each one of these, sometimes you're going to have like a season of one. For instance, sometimes you're going to have a season of really learning how to feel your emotions, and that's where a lot of your focus is going to be, and you don't really have the capacity or the ability to do all the things at once because maybe so much of your focus is going into feeling your feelings, and that's fine and correct, but what you want to do is you want to, if you can, in little ways, integrate the other ways to support you. And then as you feel like you've really developed this tool of being able to feel and process your emotions, you want to make sure that you then reintegrate the other roads, you want to make sure that you're using all of those tools, and you're remaining in that sweet spot right at the intersection of all of them. So you are going to have seasons sometimes where you're going to want to dive into one or more. And that is that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think having this bird's eye view of knowing that that is not the end-all be-all to where you are going can be extremely beneficial for you. Now, sometimes when you've had deep experience with all of these routes, psychological, physiological, spiritual, and intellectual, you can take a practice in one of them and you can set an intention to use all of those routes within the one practice. So you're going to take one practice from one of these, but you're going to use that practice in a very integrated way. But in order to do this, you have to know how to do that. And you have to know to do that. Like, I'm going to use breathwork as an example. If I'm not aware of all of these routes and how to use each one of them, then I won't know to do that. And it's going to just stay in the physiological or spiritual route. I won't know how to integrate the intellectual or the psychological into it. So you have to know to do it, you have to know how to do it, and you have to be able to do it effectively. Meaning that you have to have deep experience individually with each one of these routes before you can integrate it into an individual practice. So when I do breathwork, for instance, there's a lot of different kinds of breathwork that you can do. I teach breathwork I love breathwork. It's one of my favorite tools. But when I do breathwork, I'm very cognizant of using the intersection of all of these routes within my breathwork practice. So I actually allow, for example, past memories to come up while I'm doing breathwork. And my subconscious mind actually knows how to reprogram past memories when I'm doing my breathwork. So that is my psychological practice. It is also my physiological practice. I also allow for a connection to spirit and my higher self, and for certain psychic bits or intuitive bits of information to come through. So that's my spiritual practice. And then afterwards, I really try and integrate that practice with a deeper understanding of what it has shown me. And that's kind of like my intellectual slash psychological practice. So I'm using breath work in not just one way. And that's not to say that every time you use one of these practices, you need to do that, you certainly don't. But I think to Really experience the kind of deep inner freedom and peace and joy that you are looking for in your life and the decrease of suffering and triggers and all of that. You do want to integrate all four of these things. Now, what are some signs that you are doing this? Because this isn't just like Stephanie's opinion, okay? You will know that you are integrating all of these or that you're on the right track if your life is significantly changing. Look around you. Is your life vastly changing? Has it been vastly changing? Are things always on the up and up? Are you getting triggered less and less? Are you suffering less and less? Are you making the more money that you want to make? Is your business scaling? Are you meeting the new people that you want to meet? Are you feeling better day to day? Is your health improving? Those are the signs that you are integrating. And if that's not happening, then you can just ask yourself, okay, where am I potentially bypassing? Like which one of these am I using to bypass? For those of you that have listened to this, and you're just like, Oh, my God, I've been bypassing. Don't freak out. Like I would say it's almost normal, because that's the common thing is to be bypassing. Almost everyone I talk to is bypassing. And that's not a surprise, because a lot of the people that I talk to are coming to me to, they don't realize this, but to help them stop bypassing. Because I have an extremely integrated approach in every single one of my workshops, which I'm going to talk about in a moment, because I get this question all the time. But even if I'm just talking to a friend, talking to a colleague, talking to someone that I'm learning from, or that's coaching me, I can see where they're bypassing. I'm a master at seeing blind spots, because it's literally what I do day in and day out. And what I've done for, you know, thousands of days in a row now is I help people see their blind spots. So if people can utter two sentences to me, and I can know boom, right then, what their blind spots are and where they're bypassing. I don't tell them because they didn't ask me to tell them, but I know. So it's so common to be bypassing. I myself at times still bypass without realizing it. I usually do realize it after a couple hours of doing it. And I myself still have blind spots because I'm a fucking human being and all humans have blind spots. So no one is excluded from that. But what I do want to say to you is right now, if you're realizing that you bypass in certain ways, your experience up until this point in your life is not wrong. Nothing that you have done is wrong. You are not wrong. You have not done the wrong thing. You have not done anything wrong. You have not done anything wrong. Your experience up until this point has been absolute perfection. Everything that has happened to you, everything that has brought you to this moment in time has been absolute perfection. There could have been no other way it could have been done for you. But at this moment in time, you do get to choose if you want to do things slightly differently because right now you're receiving some new information and perhaps you've had an aha moment and you have now more information in which to choose from. So now it's up to you if you want to choose differently. And that's a beautiful thing. So in lieu of that, I want to talk for a moment about the way that I teach within the confines of my workshops. And I know many of you listening have already taken workshops with me. Perhaps it will be helpful for me to elucidate for you why my workshops have worked differently for you than other things. And that is because I integrate all of these routes, all of these modalities into everything that I teach. And that is what actually facilitates the permanent change as to only taking one approach, one ideology, one route, and focusing just on that thing. And that's why even if you've done a lot of therapy, you will feel a significant change within my workshop. Even if you've done a lot of physiological work or psychological work or spiritual work or intellectual work, you will experience a significant change within my workshops, because I integrate all of them, because that is where I found my healing. So in human design, my profile is a one three, that is known as a investigative experimenter. And my role in life is to find the best ways of doing things to find the ultimate truth of things. So I investigated all of these things. And that's why I used to be stuck in the intellectual part of things, because I was always just investigating. But then I started experimenting. And I tried all of them. And then I used my intuitive gifts and abilities in order to intuit some better ways of doing things to refine them. And then I integrated all of them. And those are the workshops that I have built for you. So, what I want to do is I just want to quickly touch on each one of my workshops so that you can see if maybe it's a right fit for you based on what you need. I get people saying all the time, Well, I've done so much work. I don't know what more I can do, or I don't know what more I can learn from you great. If that's you, you're a great fit for these workshops, because that was me too. And that is actually who I built this workshop for. I built this workshop for the me that felt like I already knew everything. But yet, I hadn't integrated all of my approaches into one strategic pathway towards healing. And that is what makes these workshops very different and why they work and are so powerful for the people that have taken them. They distill all the concepts, and then they give you actual tangible tools to embody them. So real quick, I'm just going to run down a list of some of my core offerings and just explain to you how they are integrated approaches. And if you are interested in any of these, and I suggest that you hit me up, you can hit me up individually, or you can just get on the waitlist for them. You can see how to do that in the show notes. So the first one I'm going to talk about very briefly is trigger-free. Now, the trigger-free workshop leans psychological and physiological but it does include intellectual and spiritual components to it. So again, it's an integrated approach. What Trigger Free really is going to do for you is help you stop the patterns that you're seeing in your life. It's obviously going to help you stop getting triggered. Now, there's a big misunderstanding of what triggers are. A lot of people think like, I don't have any big traumas that I get triggered by. No. any Anytime that you feel any resistance or defensiveness or hostility towards anybody or any difficult feeling at all, really, including sadness or anxiety or worrying or overthinking, those are all triggers. Any difficult emotion I consider to be a trigger. And you can reduce your experience of any difficult emotion with the workshop trigger-free. And this largely works on your subconscious mind. It changes core beliefs, the core programming that you received in childhood, and gives you a more expanding program to run from. It is a super, super powerful tool. And there are some physiological or nervous system regulation practices within the workshop to help align you daily. So that's trigger-free. Definitely, it leans psychological and physiological, but as I said, there are spiritual and intellectual components. The spiritual component in trigger-free is not a spiritual construct, so it's not like a dogma or an ideology. It is simply a connection to your best self, your highest self, and your intuition, okay? So there's no actual spiritual teachings or metaphysical teachings within trigger-free, but it does connect you to your best, most authentic self and your intuition. And that is the through line to spirituality. You're a spiritual being, whether you realize it or not, or whether you adhere to any spiritual beliefs. And the way to connect with that is simply to connect with your heart and your intuition and your best self, and you will receive that and trigger free. Transform Foundations is a workshop that is a total paradigm shift. This is the workshop that I built for the anxious me, for the one that really struggled with daily anxiety, with worrying, with obsessive thinking, with getting triggered frequently, with self-love, and with confidence. This is a program that will build up all of those things that will help you shift into deep flow and ease, confidence, and love for yourself. This workshop leans physiological and psychological and a bit intellectual because I have a deep belief that understanding these concepts is really what is going to help you integrate them. And there are some spiritual components, but again, it's not deeply spiritual in terms of metaphysical teachings. It simply helps you connect with that inner voice of wisdom and your intuition and your best self, similar to trigger free. Your Life's Work, which is my most popular workshop at this juncture, is probably the most integrated approach in terms of they're all very equal. Those four things are all very equal. And I think that that is partially what makes this workshop so powerful, that and its length, it's nine months. And it just, I mean, we teach manifestation, all sorts of things in that, but it is equal physiological, psychological, spiritual and intellectual in there. It's extremely integrated. And that's why people start seeing massive changes, both in their inner life and in their external life within the first month or two in some way, shape or form. I just want to clarify one thing for your life's work. I think there's a common misconception that because I left my job and I started something new that your life's work is just for people that want to leave their jobs. And that is actually the minority of the people that enroll in this workshop. Most people that enroll in this workshop simply are experiencing a pain point somewhere in their business or in their career and the work that they do. So let's say that you actually love the work that you do in the world, but you're not making the money that you want to be making or you're not scaling or doing Doing more of what you want to do. You're a perfect fit for this workshop. Again, you may love your job. You may have already even made a career change and you're like, no, I know that what I'm doing is what I'm meant to do. It is my life's work. Great. You're a great fit for this workshop too. This workshop is great for anybody that is anywhere from 10 to 90% satisfied with their job because there's always room to improve. And what I have found is the same solution applies for those that are 10% happy with their job to the solution that is for those that are 90% happy with their job. So this is also for you if you want to create like a side hustle, or you want to experiment with other things to do in your life, or you want to tease out more of your creativity, more of your authentic self, more of your gifts, you want to just figure out what else you could potentially do to make money. And it's for you if you like certain aspects of your job, but other aspects feel really contentious. It's like, yeah, I like doing this part of my job, but this is just like, it's a real crux point. It's a real pain point for me. I'm not enjoying this aspect of my job. So your life's work is simply for anybody that wants to experience more bliss and abundance and prosperity in your work. And that's for those that want to change jobs. And for those that just want to scale what they already have. Just wanted to clarify that because I think there's a really big, big misunderstanding there. The manifestation modules alone will completely transform your life in your life's work. So, I mean, literally everyone can take this workshop and learn something from it and totally change their life because of it. And then we have a new workshop that I've been doing, which is Psychic Power Activation School that really leans spiritual, obviously, because you are activating your psychic gifts. but I also explain the concepts and we talk about psychological concepts because a lot of times that is what we are intuiting and that is the way in which we are activating our gifts is around psychological concepts. And because when you are dealing with psychic gifts, we're also dealing with energy, there's a physiological component as well. So again, all four are integrated in that workshop too. This is why any workshop that you take from me is going to give you a totally different experience than anything you've experienced before, because I mean, at least in my experience, I have not had a workshop that integrates all of them, at least to the depth and in the ways that I do. And that's why I built them. That's exactly why I built them, because I couldn't find anything like them. If I had found something like them, I wouldn't have built them because I would just be referring everyone to those workshops, but I couldn't find them. And I wanted to help the me that was having these problems, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago, however long ago. And ultimately, again, that's who I'm building them for is is the version of me that was having difficulty knowing how to integrate all of these things. Okay. Okay. Wow. Thank you so much for sticking with me through this episode. You probably have a inkling of which one of these four routes that you are more anchored in and bypassing from. And what I want to say to you is the fact that you're bypassing using that route means that you have really experienced that route and that you have a depth of knowledge and experience within it. And there's nothing wrong with that. What you want to do is you just want to dip your toes in to the other routes now too, because what we want is we want to get you to that sweet spot in the middle, because that is where you're really going to find that joy and that peace and that abundance and that prosperity and bliss and all the things that you are looking for. And more than anything, more than anything, that is what I want for you, my friend. I want for you to have what you want, what you desire, what you need. And there is there is a way forward. So don't ever give up. If you don't know what else to do, if you feel like I've done so much work and yet I'm not feeling the way that I want to feel, there's always another way. You just have to open up your mind, open up your heart, open up to curiosity and ask to be shown the way forward. As always, I appreciate you. If there's anyone that you feel like would benefit from this episode, shoot it over to them. Feel free to share this podcast episode on Instagram and I will repost whatever you share. And if you would like to work with me in any capacity, you can see how to connect with me and how to do that in the show notes. Thank you, my friends. I'm excited that I got to do this episode. I hope that it has benefited you in the way that it was intended to. Until next time, be well, my friend.